Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Big Ticket Variety and iHeart's movie podcast. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Are you one of the gazillion people who went to see Hustlers this past weekend? Its first weekend box office totaled more than $32 million. That means it's Jennifer Lopez's biggest opening ever. And as listeners already know, Hustlers is one of my favorite movies of the year. So I'm happy to say that my guest this week is the film's writer and director, Loreen Scafaria. I caught up with Loreen the day before Hustlers' world premiere earlier this month at the Toronto Film Festival. We talked the movie's Goodfellas comparisons, why Hustlers is unlike any other stripper movie you've seen before, and what happened when they needed 300 extras for J-Lo's sure-to-be-iconic pole dancing scene. I'll have that and a lot more from Lorene coming up after the break. Stick around. I'm Alec Baldwin. Listen to my podcast, Here's the Thing, on iHeartRadio. It's my chance to talk with artists, policymakers, and performers, like the actress Kristen Bell. And the moment I said, you know what, I have a thing, and it's a quirky, weird, fun thing that can be snarky, and I love doing it, I do it pretty well, why not lean into it? And that is when I felt like I started becoming happier. Music legend Mick Fleetwood. Fleetwood Mac was always about change so that you were accepted for who you were. Former governor of Vermont, Howard Dean. I took the call in this quavering voice and the other end of the phone says, I regret to inform you that the governor has died of a heart attack and you're the governor. <laughs> that was the end of my medical practice. And best-selling author Isabel Wilkerson. People would come up to me of all different backgrounds and would say to me, I had no idea that this happened in our country. If you like listening as much as I like talking with interesting people, Go to heresthething.org and subscribe now on the iHeart app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's Hustlers director and writer, Lorene Scafaria. How are you? So, I'm Mark Malcolm from Variety. And I'm obsessed with the movie. Thank you so much. How much I love it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh my God. It's so good. Thank you so much. So I walk out of the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this Scorsese vibes. It's like Goodfellas. And then I hear like, that was one of your inspirations. And I hear at one point they were talking, you know, they tried to get Scorsese. Like, it's so genius. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That means so much to me. It's just, it's so powerful. There's an emotional, many emotions, but, you know, I think people might think, oh, it's going to be a stripper movie. It's going to be yeah. striptease. It's going to be burlesque. It's going to be any number of movies, showgirls. Yeah. But it is so not. <laughs> Thank you. Why were you so passionate about directing? Directing movies. Oh, gosh. Um, well, you know, when I wrote the script, I felt like there was a perspective there that I was so excited to tell. Obviously, there's so many movies about strippers that don't really feel like they're right. from their perspective <laughs> or point of view. Or there's scenes in strip clubs, obviously, that don't feel like they're from their point of view. So uh, when I wrote the script, I mean, it was a writing assignment, but I knew immediately when I read the article that I wanted to direct it. There were just too many themes I wanted to mm. talk about. and. Capitalism. Oh, capitalism. Money as it relates to gender, gender as it relates to money. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited to explore this world that I thought we hadn't seen in a certain way. I was excited about the friendship story that there there is a 
a sense of loneliness and isolation to the Destiny character until right. she meets Ramona. And well, then... I talk I, I talk to Constance more about this, but <coughs> I said the movie is a lot about chosen family. That's right. It's really chosen. It's you know, yeah. just because you're born into a family, that doesn't mean that they're going to be your family. Yeah, that's why that Christmas scene was so important to me mm-hmm. because I. I felt like, well, maybe this is almost the first moment in the movie where maybe people realize that this is who they have. Mm-hmm. This is who they're spending Christmas with. They're, they're with each other. Yeah. So Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> let's just get down to brass tacks. Okay. <laughs> Her on the pole. I yeah. mean, I'm a gay guy. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah. When you saw her get on that pole, you knew she obviously had been training. Yeah. Were you just... Were, my mouth is on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, my mouth is on the floor still, probably. But I um, I believe in the script I wrote, Ramona mm-hmm. does one final flourish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you call it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But if you're Jennifer Lopez, you're going to take that one final flourish and you're going to turn it into a routine. And so um, Todd Van Hazel, the DP, and I, we, we saw that routine only a couple of weeks before we shot it. So we were, you know, wow. in the middle of filming. Um, and when she showed us this routine, we were like, okay, we've got something here. <laughs> and we wanted to treat it like a stunt and, and you know, have, have as many cameras going at once right. and keep the energy of that club alive. And we had 300 extras, you 300? know. Yeah, so we had like 250 men around that stage. Okay, hold on. Yeah. So we do a call for extras. <laughs> yes. They show up on set. Yes. And you say, by the way, yeah. what you're about to watch yeah. is Jennifer Lopez pole dancing. Yeah. Where the men just... Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was so wonderful was it was the most respectful group of people that were able to bring that rowdy, raucous energy. Right. So it was somehow that electric and alive in the room, mm-hmm. and yet... You know, such a such a decent group of people. We certainly vetted all the men that any of the women had physical contact wow. with. Uh, we How had fifty. Oh, you know, he just talked to them and make sure they don't feel like a, a creep. But um, we had a stripper consultant who was a comfort consultant also, um, Jacqueline Francis, who goes by Jack the Stripper. She plays Jackie in the movie. Mm-hmm. But she was with me every day. And so any scene, champagne room, private area, on the floor... Um, she was always a part of that, wow. and and we let the, of course, uh, told our um, our dancers, who a lot of them are strippers in mm-hmm. real life, and some are not, but they are in control as they are in the club. <laughs> but um, our girls pick the guys and not the other way yeah. around. So that's how we we right. made our seating chart, let's say. And so I love um, Constance told me that, and that you would talk about this often how strippers are like athletes. That's right. And you're just, you're selling your body. You're selling yeah. the power of your body. It's just one is looked at completely different than the other. Yeah. And I love that analogy. Yeah. I, didn't, I never thought about it like No, that. we wanted to treat it like a sports movie. I mean, the the, the locker room is the locker room, mm-hmm. of course. And, and um, I had written in the script, you know, they're like football players leaving the tunnel because it does feel like, you know, yes. to follow them out onto the floor, you got to psych yourself up for the big game, you know, mm. and it is either a solo sport or a team sport, depending on, you know, your how isolated and lonely <laughs> you are, or how many friends you have. I mean, strippers do work in, in teams and in pairs a lot. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I wanted to show the athleticism of it, certainly Jennifer's dance, but all of them that it, it 
takes a lot of strength and mm-hmm. certainly, I mean, physical, core. incredible core. core. <laughs> yeah. Something I don't have, core. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it, we wanted to really show the, the strength that it, it really is physical work. I don't think people think of women as blue collar or laborers and I, I mm. or, or athletes in that way. And I, I just really wanted to, to showcase that. Should pole dancing be an Olympic sport? Oh, great question. It's so elegant. It really is so elegant and beautiful. And mm-hmm. um, when I would go to the clubs and watch them the dance, I, I was just marveling mm-hmm. at what they were capable of. I mean, the moves are extraordinary. I mean, is it really that much different than doing the high beam and the? I mean, Good it's question. Really yeah, the parallel the bars. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. The horse. Um, yeah. No, I agree. It, it really is like a beautiful. It, it, it is, it's gymnastics, it yeah. really is, and it's acrobatic, it's like Cirque de Strip, you know, it's really like, it requires so much strength, and Jennifer trained like crazy Let's talk about it. Jennifer having yeah. a partner like that, a producer on a movie mm. like this, the star of the movie. Yeah. A lot of people probably would be intimidated by her. Mm. Were you intimidated when you first met her? I mean, she's Jennifer Lopez, so you can't help but be intimidated just because she's. It's like walking in the sun is sitting in the living room. You know, most but, beautiful sun ever. Um, she is the most beautiful sun ever. But um, no, we were really partners in it. Mm. I'm one of those people who I get less nervous uh, when the stakes get higher for some reason. <laughs> I'm probably more nervous. Come around to my house, to please. <laughs> When I, I wake nervous. up on a Monday morning. <laughs> like ordering a pizza would probably make me more nervous. But um, yeah, no, I, it, it, it's, it was just such a collaboration. And, um, you know, she's, she's, she's larger than life, mm-hmm. but so is Ramona. So in a lot of ways, she brought that Ramona energy to the set. And what was so great was that I felt like everyone was so right for their parts mm. that everyone was just reacting off of each other in that right. same way. So Ramon is the ringleader, and so Jennifer was the ringleader, and and Kiki Palmer is, you know, <laughs> so much fun to hang yeah. out with. And so, um, you know, seeing them hit it off, seeing Constance and Jennifer have that big sister, little sister relationship, like all of that was really very real. And I think my favorite part of the day would be bringing in a guy and, and, you know, a day player or more. Obviously, there are some some great actors in, in our movie as well, male actors in the movie <laughs> as well. But um, sitting a guy on a bar stool and surrounding him with Constance and Jennifer and Kiki and Lily. and just, Did you just keep the camera rolling? A lot of times. That because you just get that yeah, natural reaction. A lot of times. I mean, I wanted to keep it as open as possible and certainly let them have room to play and ad lib mm-hmm. and talk over each other and make it feel real. They're all so gifted at all of that. And so, you know, to their credit, there was also a lot of it scripted and obviously <laughs> they're all playing roles, but but to keep it open and fun and especially when it's like group scenes like that. Right now, we're going to take a short break, but when we come back, Laureen reveals details about casting Constance Wu, Lily Reinhardt, and transparent actress Trace Lissette. So stick around. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. 
And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Here's more of Hustler's director and writer, Lorene Scafaria. Constance Wu. Yeah. Where, where did that casting come about? Did you think about her? Did Jennifer think about her? Did someone bring her to you and no, say, you know I what? No, I thought about her because uh, I had never seen Fresh Off the Boat, really, mm-hmm. so I wasn't as familiar with her. And um, I mean, I knew she was known for comedic roles right. at that point, and I saw Crazy Rich Asians and Tears Shot out of my eyes during a wedding scene, which I didn't mm-hmm. think was possible. I got teary out um, at the end on the plane. Really? <laughs> when, when the ring. She got me. So yeah. I, um, I, she, she put herself on tape to mm. her credit because you know a lot of actors don't have to do that or want to do that. So she put herself on tape. I thought she was wow. great, and then we we met in person and it was more meeting her in person that made me feel like, oh, this is this is the role for you and you're you're so right for destiny. And she's so smart and um, sensitive and mm. and fun. And um, we talked so much about those themes of loneliness and isolation and sisterhood and camaraderie mm. and um, we, we hung out a lot. She right. she and I hung out the most, probably. Really? Yeah, uh, offset. Um, because I think we had a lot, you know, more time together okay. ahead of time. And, and so, um, yeah, she. I, I'm so proud of her. Mm. She really threw herself into something that, you know, I don't know if on paper seemed like the role, <laughs> you know, but she... Um, she's. I can't imagine anyone else in this right. part. I, I, I honestly, like, don't know who else would have played this role or had that chemistry mm. with Jennifer in the right way because how did you know when when did you know they had the right chemistry at the camera test I yeah. mean I I met them separately and just and imagined them together and, mm. and imagined Constance wrapped up in Jennifer's fur coat you know I that know, was that, that for just, me was the casting that just you know literally has so many <laughs> layers literally yeah that just that scene yeah that was i felt like you know i was casting the locker room for the ensemble mm-hmm. that was where i was thinking about all of those women um right. but when i was thinking of who's who are destiny and ramona it was just the fur coat scene right. so i was thinking who's wrapped up in her coat you know mm. and and how does it feel like mama bear and baby bear and you know? <laughs> so um so seeing that uh, you know that was the first scene i wrote and the last scene we shot right. so um but i didn't see them together until the camera test and mm-hmm. jennifer had her fur coat on and and constance walked that over was the, that was the camera that test was the scene. moment jennifer put her arm around constance <sighs> and i i you know got chills yeah. I want to see that camera test. Oh, Where it's beautiful, it? actually. I'll, I'll show it? you a picture. Because <laughs> it, really, it really was something. Um, was there a scene that didn't make it into the film where you're like, you know, that was the scene I wanted in, but... No. Yeah. No. There are such tiny little things on the mm-hmm. cutting room floor. I mean, our really? first uh, assembly was two hours and 11 minutes, so there was certainly more scene right. in the, within the scenes, but it's not like something got... Right. lifted out or yeah i'm not 
yeah, I'm not mourning anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then you round out the cast, Lily Reinhardt. Yes. Riverdale. Yeah. What's what in your mind said? That woman from Riverdale mm. should be a stripper in my movie. Um, I had seen other films that she had done, mm-hmm. some indie films that she had done, and seen her dramatic work as well. And she just is another person. She's just got chops. She just has real chops. She's incredibly funny. Mm. She played a character that's so strange, you know, <laughs> which I think is so fun to see someone who you've certainly known from for this, like, teen idol right. show. Um, but I'm just a fan, and I... I'm excited for her fans to see it, too, because I think she... It's a different side of her. It's a different side of her, and and I really do feel like she's such a star that I feel like very lucky that we got her in this supporting Mm -hmm. role before she has a very long career. And then you fill it out with Lizzo, Cardi B, Mm. another one of my favorites, Trace Lissette. Yes. And I talked to her about it. Yeah. And she said, you know what? It wasn't cast as a trans woman. I was just cast. That's right. Tell me about that. Uh, Trace tweeted at me. Yeah? (laughs) She tweeted at me maybe a year and a half ago um, and uh, said that she had danced at um, uh, a a club I'm not allowed to mention by name, (laughs) but uh, that she had danced there in 2006. And um, I'm just, I just, I'm a fan of hers, so I just wanted to meet. And we met for lunch and we hit it off and I just love her so much. And so... I wrote her this role, and I'm just so glad she wanted to do it. I love it. Okay, last question. What's the one movie you could watch over and over again? That, you know, you're sitting at home, you're chilling on the couch, it comes on TV, it comes on a streamer, and you're like, yep, I could watch it again. I can watch so many movies. But just one. Oh, Clueless. Yeah, why? I don't know. It just it. I miss the nineties. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, there's probably bad reasons. To, you know, the nineties wasn't all great, but I I miss the and talk about you know female empowerment. Yeah, I mean, and it it was such a it was also a story where you're you're talking about a character that maybe people wouldn't understand right. or would judge also right out of the gate. You know, a, mm-hmm. a stuck up. Um, you know, <laughs> woman of Beverly privilege. Hills, woman of privilege, exactly. And and um, but it, there's so much heart there, and I love her father, and I love <laughs> I love the relationship with the friends, and um, it just brings me joy. I mean, if we're if we're if we're on a desert island for sure, yeah. And how are you dealing with all the talk about Oscar nominations? See, I'm not even looking at you. Uh, I won't look at you. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's that's gravy. That's wild. That's good, right? That's ta- tasty yeah. gravy. It's, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll drink it up, but it still is um, That's very nice, obviously. Well, congratulations. Thank like you. Like I said, I walked out of that movie. My only sad thing is I didn't see it with my husband because oh. I had to see it for the junket and he couldn't come. Will you so. go back? One hundred thousand percent. He okay, is going good. to flip oh, for this great. movie. great! Oh, thank you. Thank you Hope so. That's Thanks awesome. so much. That was Lorene Scafaria, the writer and director of Hustlers. Thanks for listening to this week's The Big Ticket. I'm your host, Mark Malkin. Coming up next week, Up Close and Personal with Renee Zellweger, star of the upcoming Judy Garland biopic, Judy. Renee talks about becoming Judy Garland, singing with Sam Smith, and a whole lot more. Catch Renee Zellweger on The Big Ticket next week. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Malkin. See you next week. Hold up. 